0: Media
1: at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Okay, so in just about 10 minutes time, we'll talk about the Real Madrid brand. Fascinated by just how they get their transfer strategy working, where others simply can't afford to pay more than £30 million or whatever the case is. But uh, they seem to be surviving, and and what it simply does, it gets people to go and buy T-shirts or football tops in their thousands, and it appears to be working. Uh, We'll talk about that in a few minutes' time. But let's talk for now about, uh, well, I suppose, safety on the job or, 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 or the issues uh, around safety when you're working on the job as a cameraman, especially when you're working for an international agency uh, like Al Jazeera. Argil Bradler is with me, of course. He's a freelancer based in South Africa, but does work at times for Al Jazeera as well. And that's what he did a few few weeks ago, and that got him landing up uh, in a in an Egyptian prison. I good chatting to you, and glad that you're alive and well.
0: Free at last. Free at last. My goodness.
1: So Martin Luther King's
0: Six Jews. whole days. Is, is yeah. that what you
1: prayed for while you were in prison? I wish I could say free at last. No, no, <laughs> no. just, you know. <laughs> What happened to you? Uh,
0: we were lifted at a at a checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd spent a day in a town south of Cairo called Hell One, um, stronghold of the Brotherhood. And we were coming back after having done a march and some other stuff there. And we were almost, almost through this military checkpoint when uh, one of the guys spotted us. And pulled us over, and things just went from bad to worse after that.
1: And and that would be what the the official uh, police army, because I think mean we're all very unclear who's who's running what
0: in Egypt. This 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 was the Egyptian military per se. The proper mm-hmm. guys in uniform parked outside. They had like tanks and various other things. They were they were overjoyed to hear that we were Al Jazeera crew. Uh, they couldn't believe their luck. Okay. Well, what
1: What's the background to that? I mean, I, I think Al Jazeera as well was seen as a casualty when Mohamed Morsi was, was deposed, and Al Jazeera seemed to be very much on, on, on his side, right?
0: Well, that, that's, that, that's the perception in Egypt particularly. I mean, they went from being the darling of the revolution in 2011 where, you know, they led the charge, really. Um, and now the situation is exactly the opposite. Their bureau chief, have, has been arrested, charged with murder and various other things. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just ridiculous what's going on right now. It's a, it's a complete war on the media. Anybody who supports the Brotherhood and, you know, the Egyptian military regard, Al Jazeera as part of that. Mm.
1: And, and they, so anybody who supports the Brotherhood is seen as the enemy. Yeah. And Al Jazeera, therefore, de facto, is seen as the enemy. Yeah, they've,
0: they've basically gone with the kind of American narrative of uh, the war on terror. So even on Egyptian TV now, in the top left-hand corner of the TV, they have... War on terrorism when they have, you know each channel has a slight variation on that, but everything is in terms of the the war on terror and, and it, specifically when we were arrested the one of the agencies that questioned us during the first twenty four hours was the counter terrorism unit and okay. these are the, these are the young guns of the revolution and, and, the, and they asked of you the, uh, was they,
1: the questions they, did they ask you uh,
0: that, well they were they were more upset with the Egyptian... Uh, producer who was with us, mm-hmm. because I mean they quickly realised that we were free, we were all freelancers, we were none of us were Al Jazeera staff, mm-hmm. and we were all foreigners. So that that you know that they didn't quite know how to deal with that. But the Egyptian guy, uh, they had they had him down on the ground, gun to his head, cocking the weapon several times to uh, you know frighten him, which they did <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> quite successfully. Um, yeah, it, you know, so they, they, these are the young guns of the revolution, and they were you yep. know you're supporting terror. The Brotherhood. All they want is to bring Islamic law and their death, you know, and chopping of hands and stoning of women. Uh, you know, that was the that was the. How, how
1: did you feel when you saw your your colleague from Al Jazeera? Well, gun cocked to him, not not to you, right?
0: Yeah, no, we were we were all basically we were all facing the wall, down on our knees. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I heard the gun cock, I, I took a cl- quick glance to my left to see what was okay. going on because. One of the situations when you're in that kind of situation, one of the things you don't want to do is make eye contact with anybody because mm. you know then you become the target. But when I heard the gun getting cocked, I turned around and I see you had one of these new uh, Heckler and Koch machine pistols at this guy's head. Oh my goodness! Doing? Yeah, it was like I don't know. This is this is not a good.
1: Tell you what, if you, if you want to, We're happy to take a couple of quick calls uh, as I chat to our little Bradlow. So let's get this right. He's a Based in South Africa, that's a normal job, but, but as, a, as a cameraman, as, and as a freelance cameraman, does lots of work, and in this case here, yeah, work for Al Jazeera, and uh, that's where he landed up in Egypt, and, and uh, spent some time in an Egyptian jail, 89 1104 uh, 3471 if you're SMSing, but I think Quick Calls, happy to do that right away. So, h- how long then did you spend in jail?
0: Six days, basically. Did you think you'd get out? Yeah, the thing is, this I knew straight. We knew basically once we got into the court system, that we were relatively safe. Uh, you know, within 24 hours we'd appeared in court. Um, they hadn't got any charges against us because they were still trying to figure out what to charge us with. But in the end of the day, we knew that it was a spoiling tactic aimed to keep us off the street. So it, you know, I knew that it could go on for a while. I didn't know how long it was going to go on for. But the problem was we had a lot of. Um, you know, every day they're promising you're going to be released, and then every day you end up back in the cell. So that causes kind of roller coaster of emotions. Uh, mm. particularly, but, but what, particularly, what you think is
1: interesting is that because you went to court, you, you knew it became official. So it's not a case of sort of rebels on the side and not knowing where, because some I mean, people yeah, disappear. Yeah,
0: no. We, I mean, the thing about Egypt is it does have rule of law. There's no doubt. They're, they're, they have a they have a, a legal system that's hanging by a thread. But it's a legal system. I mean, it's just—it's the most chaotic legal system I've ever seen in my life.
1: Were you—were you fearful for your life?
0: Well, there were times, like uh, the one time when we were arriving in court. The one day we're in the back of the van, the Raman truck, all chained together, two by two, in the, with the, the, all the Egyptian criminals that are coming to court that day. And as we arrived outside the court, we hear shouting and screaming, and then shots being fired. And we're thinking, Ugh, what's going on here? So it turns out that one guy in the van had murdered his wife. And the family of the wife were there to come exact retribution. Okay. And they were going to kill him as he got off the off the yeah. bus. So the cops were firing in the air, trying to get rid of the family members of the deceased. and So it was drama. So, I mean, look, even though I knew we were in the system and things were relatively cool, uh, things can go wrong, uh, if you know what I mean. It's
1: mm. like just so, so how do you feel about it? I as mean, you and I are talking, you're... Your kids are sort of waiting from the outside, right? And, I mean, it, it asks the obvious question. You know, you, your, your job as a cameraman takes you to hotspots. We'll talk about that in a second. But, but the concern for your, for your safety, uh, you know, I get concerned just driving to Durban, you know, your concerns?
0: Well, I mean, that's the point. Exactly. You get concerned driving to Durban. Mm-hmm. You can die any time. I mean, you can die in a car crash mm-hmm. like those poor people in that, that got hit the by that truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, one minute you're there, the next minute you're gone. It can happen anywhere. So, uh in the Middle East they have this phrase Tawakka Allah Allah fear only God and I kind of live by that.
1: <laughs> how, how long have you you know in, in terms of, of your work I mean is is this your worst experience or is it a case of no come on this, this is pretty mild. The,
0: this was this was a long experience. I mean, you know, as I say it wasn't life threatening for most of it, there were times when it did get kind of dangerous, but it was it was the duration of it that was probably unique i mean it's the longest i've ever been banged up i've been banged up abroad many times mm. you know i mean as a journalist that happens quite often mm. but uh, this was the longest six days was the longest i've been inside wow
1: <laughs> how you know in, in your experience as as a cameraman sort of on duty I mean, do you see yourself so for example you made the point that they sort of then tackle the the al jazeera the the egyptian guy because of, of their their reasons in you know, understanding what al jazeera does right how, how do you feel about it as a as a hired hand, I mean, that's what you are. Today you're with Al Jazeera, tomorrow you could be with, uh, whatever, Egyptian State Television, if, if they asked you to. Your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I mean, the, 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 na- the nature of the game has changed. When, back when I started uh, in the mid-1980s, the journalists were regarded as relatively independent purveyors of some kind of you know, you know, factual account of what was going on. Hmm. I mean, we weren't the targets, Right. Now the game has changed. The journalists are the targets. I mean, you, there are a number of journalists right now who've been kidnapped in Syria. Some held for money, some held for ideological reasons. There are journalists who are targeted in uh, Philippines, uh, everywhere. I mean, it's it's the whole, you know, control over the airwaves, control over the message has become one of the front lines of the war. That, you know, that exists in the mm-hmm. world today. And,
1: uh, so ha, ha, with that in mind, I mean, would you then say, for example, the fact that you've now worked with al you, if, if, for example, Egyptian TV were looking for a cameraman, you, you would not be able to because you, you're seen as part of one grouping, right or wrong? Well, I don't think they'd hire me,
0: yeah, having worked for al Jazeera. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure I'd want to work for Egyptian TV, you either, know, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> well, what, what
1: about the safety aspect? I mean, do, do you get, there was a discussion about, you know, uh, journalists in in conflict uh, zones, like right? how much you know, how much do you get trained to to avoid conflict and to actually save your hide when when there's potential trouble?
0: Well, a lot of the news companies now, since since um, since t- basically after 2001, a lot of the news companies now send their journalists on hostile environment training mm-hmm. courses, and if you're working for a news company, normally what they like to do is update that every three years or so. So it, I've been on a few of those. Um, and they teach you uh, field craft. They teach you first aid, um, and they're useful, you know. And and primarily, the news companies need it for insurance purposes.
1: Okay, uh. not so much for you. Well, is well, it, 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 it's it it's important? It, I mean, it, it, have, you, it, have you benefited from it? Because I think the downside in the past, when people would say, you know, this whole concept of uh, of embedded journalists, it's one thing being embedded, but the other is you, you're private grouping, and in, if the attack is on. The group you're with, and then you're part of the attack is on you, but they train to avoid uh, the army people and you not.
0: Yeah, but, but there's a particular way that you operate with military. I mean, I, I recently shot a, uh, a series for National Geographic on the and war. shock needs to be in the cameraman phrase. Yeah, in the cameraman yeah, yeah, in phrase, the right? <laughs> phrase, yeah. <laughs> I shot a, a, a series for National Geographic called uh, Battleground Afghanistan, which ran at the, in the States in July this year um that that's that five part series we were out with the marines in the field uh for considerable point periods of time um, and yeah there's a certain type of field craft you need for that then there's another type of field craft you need when you're on the street in an urban uh s- social protest environment um, that's a whole different way of operating than operating from the but some of the things remain the same i mean you know at the end of the day when you hear what sounds like firecrackers and you know it's time to get down and stay safe
1: well, you're full of smiles. What's next for you?
0: Uh, I'm grounded at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a week off. so I'm just, just a week? Yeah, but my wife has grounded me, so I don't know what's okay, happening.
1: That's a, that's a very <laughs> wise decision from Khadija. I can tell you that now. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, any, anything else you want to tell us? Just last thoughts.
0: No, that was good. Okay,
1: good to, good to have you home. Thank Neil you. Bradlow, there you are. So, uh, freelance cameraman, and did work for Al Jazeera. I've got him to also travel six days in an Egyptian prison and and, uh, maybe we'll get to talk to him not today, some other time maybe just about what's really going on there with regard uh
0: that country and and the coup or some may say no coup all that sort of thing we'll chat about it some other time